Well, Imogen, everybody is waiting with bated breath to hear updates on Jake, who we talked to yesterday, who is getting spammed with anonymous Uber Eats deliveries. And guess what? What? They're still showing up. Of course they are. After the interview, I received a butter chicken combo and two samosas, shortly followed by a chocolate magnum and a white chocolate primo. About an hour later, I thought it was all over. That's when I received one pumpkin and one kumara. Honestly, why are people sending him raw veg? Was it pumpkins? Great for his five plus a day, I'm sure, but the point of Uber X is getting food that means you don't have to cook. He's just got the worst stuff you can possibly get. Oh dear, poor guy. Maybe it'll, hopefully it'll improve over the weekend. Anyway, kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Artificial intelligence can do a lot of things, but can it host a daily news podcast like ours? We put voice mimicking software to the test. And what do Tiger Woods and a British journalist have in common? Well, both of them are coming currently involved in non-disclosure agreement schmozzles. We're talking the TikTok trend telling you to boil your wooden spoon. And welcome to the first ever instalment of Fun Fact Fridays. Fun Ding Fact Fridays. We want you to get involved in this one as well, so stick around and we will explain how. We've got all of that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. So Stuff's running an AI series at the moment. It's a live blog, actually. It's on the website right now if you want to check it out. And we thought it would be fun to get amongst this. So we decided to get an AI to generate some versions of our voices. We did this through feeding it a couple of minutes of phenomenal chat from us, as you'd expect. As always. It went into the software... And this is what it spat back at us. Hey, Imo, what do you think of our AI-generated voices? I sound like an actor in a period drama. You sound like a Jack Reacher impersonator. Thank you. I think we should make you say something embarrassing to round this out. Nickelback are the greatest band of their generation. Maybe not that embarrassing. First of all, you... Neither of us sound like each other. Wow. Yeah. I'm feeling more secure now. Absolutely. I was kind of worried how yeah. this segment was going to go. Everyone, yeah. I mean, you all would way rather listen to this voice, right? <laughs> rather than her. Oh, she, we don't know her. <laughs> so that was oh, that was terrible, obviously. But have a listen to this. This is also an AI-generated voice. I'm hungry. Hey, boy, give me some chicken nuggets. Thank you, sir. No need for thanks. Give me some fries, too. Now that, that is Joe Biden, or rather what? It's not is Joe Biden. It's, it sounds exactly like Joe Biden, but it's an AI-generated voice, and that freaks me out. Yeah, because it is very convincing. I mean, it's not quite him, but it's really close to it. And, you know, as I mentioned, we want to know exactly how precarious our positions are, how long we will be hosting this podcast for <laughs> until they can outsource our jobs. So we're enlisting the help now of Alan Robbins. Alan's a senior consultant at the tech policy think tank Brainbox. And uh, Alan's on the line now. Kia ora. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to have you here. Um, how do these AI voice software programs actually work? Uh, okay. So there's <laughs> a very simple answer, which is they learn how your voice sounds when you say things, and then they reproduce that. And there's a more complicated answer where I have to get into phonemes. Do you want the phonemes answer? Yeah. Why not? 
I'll try to keep this quick and light. Sure. So basically, you give this AI model a sample of a voice. It breaks it down into what are called phonemes, which are the, the parts of sound that make up a word. So stuff, for instance, has four phonemes. S, t, a, f. It learns what all of those sound like in that voice. And then when you give it some text, it breaks that text down into phonemes, reproduces the phonemes it learned from the voice, and bingo, you've got an AI voice. Most companies now do some really clever processing stuff to give it a little bit more naturalness and flow and variation, but that's the, the core of it. There's a great answer. And that was a very easy-to-digest, yeah. complicated answer. And no part notes. of me thinks this is cool, but the other part of me thinks this is terrifying. How do you look at the issue, though? I mean, kind of in the same way. You know, I look at a lot of really cool things that are being done and, and I go, wow, that's amazing. And then I think about what could be done with it and what is being done with it in some places. And I, I scream internally. And it's really hard to balance those things. Talk me through some of those examples of, of how it could be used for good and how it could be used for evil. So in terms of using it for good, obviously, huge aspects of self-expression. There are already really funny little things people are doing with AI voice generation. You could use it to create different singing voices. You could use it to translate podcasts like this into other languages while retaining the voices of the people involved. In terms of how it could be misused, there's all sorts of ways, you know. People have been using it to break into people's bank accounts if there's a voice print activation part of that. It's been used already for scam calls, you know, you get a call from a relative in the middle of the night saying they're in trouble and they need money. Slight on topic, but our colleague Liv, uh, we were chatting with her about this interview and when she uses AI like ChatGPT, she's See, she takes care to be very polite to it. So she says pleases and thank yous because she thinks <laughs> like even in years' time, it will remember who was kind to it. <laughs> Is this something that we should also be bearing in mind? I think it's a lovely thing to do. It won't make any kind of difference. <laughs> Chat GPT is not sentient, it doesn't remember things, it's a big machine that puts words together in ways that statistically resemble how words have been put together before. If it has a memory, it's just the, the text that you've put into it so far that's informing what text it spits out. It's not going to become sentient, it's not going to remember you, but you should always try to be nice and polite, regardless of whether you're interacting with a human at yeah. all. I always love when people are nice to their Roombas and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always very nice to my little vacuum cleaner that's I'm, a robot. I'm not taking any risks with ChatGPT. <laughs> I will be pleasing yeah. and thanking and um, good sirring to Groveling, it. exactly. Mademoiselle. Yeah, yeah, grand. Uh, Ellen Robbins, thank you so much for your time today. It's, uh, it's been a joy. Likewise. Show of hands. There's three of us in the room right now. Mm -hmm. Has anyone had to sign an NDA? Right? Oh, no, you've not. Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. Well, that's the discussion we'll be having off here. But anyway, uh, we're not talking about your NDA. I want to talk about the one Tiger Woods made his ex-girlfriend sign uh, yeah. right at the beginning of their relationship. She's now trying to get out of it now that they've broken up six years down the track so she can tell her story. Yeah, that's right. And there's another NDA-adjacent story in the news at the moment. Um, Isabel Oakshot, the UK journalist who broke her NDA um, after leaking thousands of text messages from the former UK health minister, Matt Hancock, um, revealing what went down during the COVID lockdowns. So here to chat a bit about what NDAs are and what happens when you break them is Stuff's general counsel, Jen O'Halloran. Hello. 
Hello. Jen, first of all, what is an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement? Yeah, you beat me to the punch there, Imogen. <laughs> um, it is a non-disclosure agreement, but it's a confidentiality agreement, essentially. And it could be a standalone agreement, or it could be a confidentiality clause in a broader agreement. When do you use them? Well, commonly in New Zealand, you would uh, an NDA would be used, for example, if you're discussing commercially sensitive business type deals um, might be used where there's been an employment dispute and there's a settlement between um, an exiting employee. Less common though um, is between uh, ex-boyfriend and girlfriend when the relationship ends. How enforceable are they? Well, they are enforceable contracts. Interestingly, the Tiger Woods example, I think what she's seeking to do there is have it overturned on the basis of the Speak Out Act, which was a piece of legislation Um, passed by Congress in the States last year as a reaction to the Me Too movement because a lot of the stories that came out of that, it was really hard to stand them up because a lot of the the women involved had been prevented from talking as a result of NDAs. Apart from that context, which is quite specific, um, it's it's an enforceable contract. Um, The parties signing it have presumably signed it knowing what they're going into. So it can be very difficult to get it overturned unless the other party agrees to to free you from your obligations. But it must be really interesting, particularly as a media lawyer, the Matt Hancock example, because the journalist in that case is is using a public interest defence. Yes. So that is an interesting one, because if she obtained the information, that treasure trove Mm. of WhatsApp messages, having signed a confidentiality agreement, that is saying, she was saying to him, I recognise that these are confidential. However, um, there is a really strong public interest argument. A little bit harder, I think, to make that claim when you are the person who knew what you were getting and signed on the dotted line saying, yeah, I accept this is confidential. Any advice to someone who is asked to sign an NDA? Well, get good legal advice. Um, Make sure that you're comfortable that what you're signing up for is a good deal for you. Sometimes you don't want these obligations to go on forever. If you don't put a term in the contract, mm-hmm. one, two, five years, you are bound by that agreement, you know, in perpetuity, essentially. Should or if Chris Hipkins' text messages ever came <laughs> into our possession, could we release them? Well, I guess what you would do... We'd then, run them guys, by Jen. That's what we'd do. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to say. Come to me and let's chat. <laughs> yeah, eh? yeah. Legal Jen, thank you so much for your time today uh, explaining NDAs. So you know how I love Survivor? I do know how you love Survivor. And I've watched 39 of the 44 seasons that have run of it. I've never watched a single episode really? myself. So Not thanks, an episode. Thanks for holding the um, the Survivor torch, oh my God. as it were. Newsable, I do know that they do that. Newsable movie night is coming up soon. I think. Heroes as villains. Anyway, um, the reason that I say that is that all of the Survivor contestants have to sign an NDA and there is like this extreme financial punishment if they break it. It's like $10 million or something like that that they have to pay. It actually lays the amount out in the contract. Interesting, eh? Mm, And it makes sense. Yeah. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. 
Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, this trend is going absolutely wild on TikTok at the moment. At the beginning of every month, I take all my wooden spoons and spatulas and I boil them in water for 20 minutes. Let me show you why. Whether you're hand-washing them or putting them in the dishwasher to get them clean, they harbor liquid, bacteria, and oils. Yuck. Follow me for more cleaning tips. Actually, no, Nicole, we won't follow you because it turns out this is a terrible idea. And here to tell us why and how is Stuff Food Editor Emily Brooks. Kia ora, Emily. Kia ora. So, break it to us. Why is this a bad idea? So, what what you'll know if you've ever used wood for anything at all, doesn't really like high temperatures or moisture much at all. And really soaking something that's wooden for a long time at a high temperature in, in something that's moisture is, is I would say, one of the worst things you could actually do for that wooden thing. The, the thing with wooden utensils, right, is that they've been coated with like some kind of oil or wax already. So you're not just working with raw wood. And I think that in those TikTok videos, when they soak them for a long time and when they boil them for a long time, what comes off is much more likely to be all of that nice protective oil and wax rather than any actual cooking residue. The best thing you can do for wood So never, ever put your wooden utensils or wooden bowls or anything in the dishwasher. That's really bad for it. You're going to wind up with split cracked wood. Um, The best thing you can do is wash it with soapy water and then dry it straight away. So don't leave your wood to to drain on a draining board. Wash it, dry it, put it away. If it ever starts to look a little bit um, flaky or dry, just like rub some olive oil in it and that's it. But yeah, soak, boiling them, very bad for the wood going to make them unprotective it's going to make them split and scratch your surfaces don't do it terrible well there you go happy friday everyone emily brooks has just told us to stop if you already have or not ever do top tips boiling your wooden spoons emily thank you so much for your time thank you i'll be honest when i first saw that tiktok i was halfway to the kitchen to do my own wooden spoons in a (laughs) boiling pot of water but then uh, the journalist in me thought, hang on, no, I need to verify this. And Emily Brooks has proved me right. Do not boil your wooden spoons. I can see why people are buying into this, though, because, you know, the water is pretty filthy. Disgusting. And if it's disgusting water, then you're like, oh, clearly there was dirty stuff in there. But there are good oils and there are bad oils and these are good oils. Now, welcome to our first ever Fun Fact Friday segment. Woo! Oh! So happy to have you here. As you can imagine, we're going to be doing this every Friday. So, Emil, mm. let the people know how to work. Well, both of us are going to come to the microphone armed with a fun fact, uh, like a couple of boxes. And then we are going to say those facts and we want you to tell us via email or via social media or a carrier pigeon or a smoke signal or whatever, whose fact was indeed the funnest. And at the end of the year, we're going to tally up the scores and whoever has lost owes the ultimate fun fact or... And as yet undetermined prize. So if you have any ideas on what that prize slash forfeit should be, do get in touch. Anyway, Emma, do you uh, you want to go first today or shall I go first? This is a decision, isn't yeah. it? I'll go first. Okay, go on. The first ever pair of Nike shoes were inspired by waffles. Nice. That is a good fun fact. The co-founder was having waffles one morning for Brecky yeah. and he was an athletic, so he was like track and field. Uh, coach, yeah. and he wanted to make 
sneakers go faster and be lighter but not have the spikes on the bottom. So he's chowing into his morning waffles uh-huh. and looks down and notices the little squares that so perfectly hold syrup looked quite good. And that was that? That was that. Did they really? The, the first, first Nike shoes looked like, did they look like waffles? The bottom of the shoe, the sole the bo- of the right, shoe. Right, okay, I Yeah, see, the I sole see. of the shoe. Yeah. And the first ever Nike shoe was called the Waffle Trainer. The Waffle Trainer. Wow. Okay, that is a pretty fun fact. I wear Nikes quite a lot and they don't look very waffleish. Well, I no, we've moved on Times have changed, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. That was a great fun fact. Well done. Um, my fun fact is that there is poo on the moon. <laughs> Imagine if we just ended yeah. it there. That's usable for <laughs> Where is the no, so like, poo? So we know the, the astronauts poo. So um, uh, the, the rocket ships that take the astronauts to the to the moon, the they, they also wanted them to take back lots of samples of moon rock. Mm-hmm. But the rocket ships themselves are very weight sensitive. They could only take off at a certain weight. So they had to leave a lot of stuff behind on the moon. So there's, a lo- there's actually a lot of human rubbish there. There's like um, uh, equipment and um, and among the things that they left up there were bags of, of, of poo that the astronauts did uh, while they were on the way to the moon. Astronaut doo-doo. Astronaut doo-doo. <laughs> So let us know, though, who you reckon has won today's Fun Fact Friday via email or social media. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. You can follow us on social media to stay up to date on new episodes and get all that sweet, sweet behind-the-scenes content and all things Newsable. You can find us on Insta and TikTok and YouTube. Just search Newsable NZ. You can also email us to get in touch, newsable at stuff.co.nz. And remember, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Newsable. News that's worth talking about. If you liked it and reckon it's also worth supporting, please make a contribution at stuff.co.nz support.